Today's Daf Mesechesaita is Daf Mem Zayin 47. We are beginning at the very bottom of Mem Vav Amud Beis. Today, we're going to have really uh, three points. The first is going to be a continuum from yesterday, though. Yesterday, we were discussing the incident regarding Elisha and the 42 youths that he killed when he saw them, who were upset that he took away their business of selling water. So the Gemara picks up today and says that he created a miracle that bears came and mauled them and killed them. So there's two opinions regarding that miracle. If the miracle was that bears appeared or that bears in a forest appeared. The Gemara goes on to say that Balak, when he was trying to have the Jews cursed by Bilam, he had 42 korbanos brought. This yielded results, both positive and negative, for the Jewish people in a certain way. Positive was that Rus was his descendant who bore Shlomo eventually, who brought thousands of korbanos. Negative were the death of these 42 youths. Three things people appreciate regardless if they're objectively valuable. A wife, something you buy, and the city you live in. And then the Gemara goes on to say the importance of not being overly critical or harsh with students, as evidenced in the stories of Elisha and Gehazi, his student, and Yeshua ben Prachia and his student, because of the musr that they gave them, it was too harsh, they went off and they wouldn't come back and do teshuva. And the, the, so this point finishes off, we have Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar teaches us that three things, Yetzer, Tinok, the Isha, require sensitivity, how to deal with them, um, because you need to deal with them properly so that things don't get out of control. Okay, moving on to the new mission at the bottom of Mzayin and Aleph. This Mishnah discusses scenarios where we find the murderer after the Egla Rufa procedure and wit- witnesses that are contradictory amongst others. So the Mishnah says, if you found the murderer before doing the Egla Rufa procedure, the Egla Rufa is chulin. This is Rashi says like one man to Omar. However, if he's found after already have, having uh, decapitated the calf, you bury the Egla, the egla Rufa, you bury that calf, but nonetheless, he requires to be put to death. He's not atoned for because of the Eglarufa being brought. Mishnah lists three cases of contradictory witnesses. <clears throat> right, one versus one, and then the next two are one versus two, and the psakim, the psakim that come along with that. And uh, the Mishnah continues and says that they stopped performing Eglarufa when there were obvious murderers in public, as well as the Sota waters lost their veracity and power when people started acting extremely immoral. And then the Mishnah finishes off a certain takanas, or certain people that were lost who held very high standards and uh, took along those standards with them, as well as takanas that were made by specific individuals in their lifetimes. The Gemara explains to us, how do we know <coughs> that a murderer is not atoned for because the Eglar Rufa was brought and he's still Chayv Misa? And then it brings the corollary, the same sugya we had in Lamed Aleph Mud Beis. There it was regarding Eid Echad, testimony about one uh, one eight and echad about the sota being mizane. Here it's talking about one witness regarding seeing the murderer, and we explain that there's two ways to learn the first case. Meaning when it says one witness said I saw the murderer, the other one says you didn't. There's two ways to learn. Either you learn like Ula, who was going to say Rabbi Yitzchak, that loha you orphan because the first one has koyach like two, the second one has no ability, or you learn like Rabbi Chia. Now, if you learn Rabbi Chia, how you orphan, so then you explain that the entire 
Mishnah is talking about Psuli Eidos. There's two versions of Rabbi Nechemia how to explain that either that a woman, woman could even override the testimony of a man when you're dealing with a scenario where one witness is believed, or that women can only override the testimony of women. But that's how you'd explain the Mishnah as well. And then the Gemara just says in this final in this section, final point in this section is you need both scenarios of the second and third cases to emphasize not only would you say you follow Rov Deos to say you perform the Agla Rufa procedure, but even Lahakel to say that you don't, which is the third case. Okay, the final section of the day, the Gemara goes through a long Shaklavitaria uh, talking about how there was a breakdown in general society causing people to act in completely immoral ways, lowering their standards because of lust, because of gaiva, uh, haughtiness, and that caused all kinds of problems. And it finishes off by telling us that these Eshkoilas, Yaisi Ben Yezer, and Yaisi Ben Yezer, Ish Tzreda, and Yaisi Ben Yehuda Ish and these people were called Eshkoilas because they had all of the Torah, Kenesinosimi Sinai, as was given by Sinai, without debate. It's only after their days that the Talmidim weren't Mishamish called Tzarka, and they didn't work as hard to absorb the Messiah from the Rebbeim, that debate started to pop up because they didn't absorb things as they were supposed to be. Okay, we're stopping the bottom of Menzai and Amr Beis. As Hashem will pick up explaining this Mishnah tomorrow with Daf Memches. Everybody have a wonderful day.